Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. How's it going, Larry? You know, man, everything is good. Eric, we have some big breaking news. Oh, my gosh. I get to be the one to say it? No, no, me. How about we do it like word, you you say a word, I say a word, you say a word. Hey, is that the mute button? Don't. On Larry? Hey, guys, um... We are now on Amazon Podcast. You can go up to your Alexa device and say, hey, Alexa, play something, something podcast, a creative podcast. Yes. Or play Smells Like Teen Horror. Or Or play LOL Lessons in Real Estate. Or something something about about the the Unknown unknown. Podcast. Pretty much every (laughs) show... The, the not your average Christian podcast will be up there in a few days. There's still a few more hoops we gotta jump through. But man, I just found out an hour yeah. ago. Yeah, it was like good. I was about to eat my Big Mac, but then I saw on there and it's like, what do I do? Do I celebrate or eat? And I pick celebrate. You you pick yeah. You sent a mass a mass text to everybody yeah. going, OMG, look at us. Man, it's good. So we are Woo-hoo. on every podcasting app there is. Here, here. I'll drink tea to that. Congratulations, guys. Thank you Thank so much. To it. And let's, hey, let's, let's get bring our right guests into on. our guest. Yeah. So, Larry, um, we've been having all the kids from Hillsborough Road on. And it's interesting because these are the first two that we cast. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, this is I, a great story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. This story. is so much fun. Yeah. Um, oh my God. First, let's introduce uh, Juliet. Say hello and tell us who you're playing. Hello. My name is Juliet Chevelle, and I am fortunate enough to be playing Melissa in Hillsborough Road. Um, Joe, tell us who you are and who you're playing. Hi, everyone. I'm Joe Eichhorst, and I'm playing Dylan in Hillsborough Road. Now, here's the thing. We can't really say whether you live or die. So, are you prepared to live or die in the film? <laughs> I am. I'm excited for either one. Okay, good. Awesome. Juliet? I, it's going to be entertaining, for sure. I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> this is, like, the hardest thing to try to keep like like the the lids on the whole thing i'm keeping it yeah keeping it from my family are you really no oh man i think only my brother knows i haven't told my mom or dad oh (laughs) and juliet what about you um you know i wouldn't have told them but they were on uh the call where you know we were meeting with you guys and so they they got spoilers but my extended family, not a peep. So, okay, so their reaction. Wait till they see you on the VHS copy or the DVD copy or the Blu-ray copy. Just wait. So and, we're doing the. Oh, go on. Oh, go go ahead. And and I would like when all our all our perks are exhausted, maybe we could end up on a streaming surface somewhere. Yeah. Oh, 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 look at Eric. I know. I know. I you know, know me and streaming services. I know. I know. So we talked about this for the DVDs and Blu-rays. After our next table read, we're going to do like a special video for our Indiegogo backers where we're going to talk about all the events that happen in the movie. That's going to be great. It's going to be super fantastic. Super awesome. So, so we let's talk about how we cast them. Yeah, let's do it. Of course. Okay, so first we interviewed Joe. He did great. I wanted to cast him right on the spot because yeah. he hit it out of the park. But I think we had one more person we were seeing. Yes. And we saw that guy. He was horrible. <laughs> and we're like, okay, yeah, we gotta, we gotta go with, we gotta go with our gut now. We but, can't wait. But wait, but wait, but wait. There's more because we were, we were, we were waiting for Joe, and then Juliet came to audition, 
And yeah. she was, so she auditioned and you were texting your mother back and forth. Actually, it was me. He's yeah. like, I like her. I like her. I like her. I She's like, the one. Du- I don't want to see anyone else. <laughs> Auditions are done. That's right. I said super duper. And then it was off to the races. And then that's when well, Juliet. Because I emailed her saying, hey, it'd oh, be yeah, really yeah, yeah. in your favor to get back on Skype with us. <laughs> no response. I'm like, we want to give you the part. Get on Skype with your family so we could talk. Uh, and it happened. It happened. And then that's when Juliet was like, "Hey, did you guys? Well, why? Why are we talking like she's not here? Yeah. Let her. Let, let her yeah, tell, tell us your story. side of it. All right. Um, well, I got the email from Eric over backstage and, um, you know, obviously exciting. You don't get reached out to a lot of times by directors, um, on backstage. So right off the bat, it was unusual and exciting. Um, and it was funny because I don't remember how it came up, but Joe and I mentioned, I mentioned it or he mentioned it to me and he said he had gone in to you guys and done an audition already. And I said, wait a second, what's the director's name? Hold on, <laughs> right? And he's like, his name's Eric Kaslov. So I look at my, I pull up my Gmail and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is kind of strange. All right. So he had gone in and he, uh, he gave me some really good tips about like, oh, and they're gonna ask you about the character. And so he kind of gave me some, some preparation. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I got on the call and um, I think I thought it went well. I was pretty, pretty hyped. Um, I went downstairs and my family is downstairs and I told them about it. And I, I guarantee you, I had like two sentences out of my mouth. I said, Mom, it went great. I, I, I think, well, I don't want to get too excited. You know, just, okay, I'm going to keep my, literally in, in the, the process of saying this. And my phone goes, da-ding. I look down and it's like... Eric Kaslov, can you get back on Skype? We want to offer you the part. And I was like, <laughs> just give me a second. <laughs> so it was uh, it was a very loud moment in the house. That's what, that's what I'll say. That's cool. That's very cool. Very cool. And then we got Joe on and because we were like, so then we devised well why don't you go ahead and tell it you you you, you're so eloquent when you talk (laughs) well first um our good friend and the guy who's been supporting the show chaz patterson who juliet oddly enough knows a little bit he wanted to approve joe because they're gonna be interacting a lot in the movie and chaz he's your godfather right yeah, yeah. Uh, I met him a few years ago, and he really helped me through some stuff. So he's okay. That's cool. That's so cool. he had to approve Joe, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and Joe, tell ahead, us Eric, your side <laughs> of this. So, um, I went in for the audition, and you guys were one of the few like um, directors where I ever was like sent the full script to read ahead of time. And I started like, at first I was like, I'll just look at my scenes. And then I was like, oh, there's no way. There's no way I can. So I started, I read it and it was like maybe the fastest I've ever gone through like a script or like anything. Cause I was like fast. It was exciting. It kept me hooked. And I just kept going through it. And I was just imagining what it'd be like to film this or like what it would be like to watch it. And so I was like, mom, I need, I need this part. I need this part. So then I went in, I was like rehearsing for like an hour before and then I did it. And then I thought it went well. And then we ended the call. And then I FaceTimed Juliet and told her about it. And then that's how she found out. <laughs> and I was like telling her like parts in the script and all this stuff. I was getting really excited. And then I went to work the next day. And Juliet auditioned at noon. And I remember getting a text while I was at work. And she said, oh, my gosh, I got the part. I, t- I And she was freaking out. And then I checked my box. I was like, I didn't get an email. <laughs> And well, then to be fair, this makes me sound like I was, you know, going crazy. You had asked me to tell you. I you did. Text me and tell me how it goes. Even though I was nervous, I was like, I'm so happy for you, whether or not I got it or not, because it was an incredible role. And then 
like two days went by and I was like, this is not good. I was getting like really nervous. And these are like some of the longest days of my life. And then, uh, and then I finally got like an email from Eric and he's like, can you meet this weekend for a Skype call? So I was like, is it a callback? Is he going to tell me I didn't get it? Did I get it? And then um, I went on the call, and it was the two of them, and uh, blank-faced Chaz Peterson. Patterson. Patterson, sorry. Sorry, and Chaz. He's really made on set. Do not get his name wrong. I've seen him do weird stuff on set when people get his name wrong. It's it, frightening. I mean... I've known him since I was, what, Larry, 19? Yeah. And he, he has a pulled a gun out at me at one point for eating the last slice of pizza. I am not joking around. But he threw the lamp at you as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. So, sorry, Chaz, if you're listening. So, but, so, there's telling me the stuff about Chaz and, like, who I was basically, like, talking to and who was asking me questions. Yeah. Yeah. And then... You guys are like, so would if you like were on set, would you be like fine like arranging his collection of pig miniatures? I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, sure. And then they're like, um, how do you uh, how do you work? How do you act? Do you act well if you have like latex over your face? And I was like, I think so. And I was like, I think enough. <laughs> just these weird questions and they didn't tell me to like read any scenes or like anything like that. And I just got all these weird questions. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, I think Chaz can come on and talk to you. And then, so, and then it's Juliet. Um, and then they told me I got the part and yeah. it was mind blowing and oh, it was such a good day. So it was, so, it was very relieving. I, w I was a huge relief. So you answered a question ahead of time from every that we asked everyone else. So I'll ask both of you now. Um, Juliet and Joe, have you? Do you normally get entire scripts from directors who want you to audition, or do you normally just get sides? So most of the time, yeah, I do only get like maybe a few scenes and a little bit of backstory, and. When and like kind of how I said like when I first read the script I only like read my lines yeah but I mean I just I figured I had the whole script and if I didn't go back and read through it all I would have had a completely different idea of who Dylan yeah. was yeah and I think that helped a lot of kind of especially like how like how the movie within itself kind of like feels mm -hmm. and kind of like the tone of it yeah uh, yeah knowing that helped a lot yeah yeah Juliet same question. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten a, a full script. Yeah, I, I've never gotten a full script um, from production before. Um, and so I would say this is the same thing about, you know, first of all, it, it was exciting because you watermarked it. And so, you know, I didn't even have the part. And the, I print out the script and it's like, Juliet Chevelle across the, the page. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but... It does help. It gives you a lot of clarity. Um, in, in acting classes I do, we get the whole script and we do plays. Um, and so we go through, we read the whole script, then you, you know, work on your character. And it was much of the same process. You have to have the whole picture really to do the best that you can do. Um, as an actor, obviously, it's your job to be able to work with what you have. Um, but it helps a lot to have the script. And so that was a a key part of this audition process um, yeah, and making it very enjoyable and the script is so easy to read I mean like uh -huh. I sometimes for me personally it's, it's hard to get through scripts just because I'm I'm very fast-paced um, and this one I mean I looked I have a chair I sit in and read all my scripts and you know I looked down and I was like 50 pages in I was like oh whoa oh. <laughs> like, that was unexpected so like I like I'll get like books in English and it's like you get to the point where you're like maybe a page or two in and then your mind starts wandering and you think about it and you have to go back and read the whole page over again. Yeah. Not once when I read it, I ever oh felt God. like that. And that's what made the read so easy and so fun for me is because it was such a great read. Very cool. I'm crying. My attention. Like, really, this is so touching for me. You don't know how much that means to me to hear you guys say that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very good. Um, you know, actually, we we were on um, a couple of nights ago uh, on Blog Talk Radio. It, it's uh, with uh, Baron's Crypt, right? The radio show, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. And um, uh, it's it's good that you say that it's like a good read, a, a good fast paced read, because hopefully that's what will turn out <laughs> when we shoot the thing, right? And that will be put on film. But my so like Eric. And you guys may know this or you'll come to find out. He's so much got he's got so much knowledge about like film, but horror in particular. And I keep talking to him and he's like, no, we got to do it this way. And I'm like, I know. And I'm like, but OK, let's do it this way. He goes, no, I, we got to do it this way. So we were on the show and just what and I say this because that's what Baron said about it it being fast paced it's got to be good and it's got to be bloody it's got to be real mm -hmm. bloody so i guess we should have asked you this when you guys were auditioning but are you are you allergic to any fake blood or anything nope okay good <clears throat> good oh right. wait were we supposed to mention that wait are you yeah. may or may not be <laughs> <laughs> um so whether you die or not, you still are going to have blood splatter everywhere. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yep. So, um, Joe, when did the acting bug first bite you? The summer after fourth grade. Um, I kind of remember exactly where I was when my mom asked me. I was like, I was just walking through my kitchen to the living room. And she was just like, Hey, um, there's this like non-for-profit theater downtown doing a production of Wizard of Oz. I mean, do you want to do it? And I was like, I mean, I just like thought it'd be fun to do in the summer. So I just did it. And then I just love the theater environment so much and the people that no matter what the show was, I just came back for every single show wow. for maybe the next four or five years. And then, and then it kind of one day kind of just clicked for me. I think someone said something to me like I just enjoy a good movie and that I just have so much fun acting that I kind of just click like this is something that I would love to do for the rest of my life and that's something I've been doing for so long in my life and been so happy about and never second thought that yeah it just clicked for me. Very Juliet cool. same question. Um you know there was never like the moment you know like the moment I knew and I kind of envy those people sometimes. Um, but on the other hand, I was always someone who like, just if I could be playing pretend with my friends, I was happy. You know, it could be, it could be anything, you name it. And I was there and I was fully engaged and you know, this was real. And um, so I always enjoyed um, acting in that respect, but professionally, I don't know. I think I, I did the, uh, the cosplaying at Comic-Con um, for three years, and that was a definite oh. key wow. character. What um, characters did you go as for three years? The same one? So I did the first year, we did, me and um, my friend, my best friend, Anne-Marie, we did uh, the Quicksilvers the first year. We did the X-Men Quicksilver okay. and the Age of Ultron Quicksilver, and she is into FX makeup. So... The Thursday, it's normally a Thursday through a Sunday. Um, the Thursday, I went normally, she went normally. Then as the weekend progressed, we changed to an FX she had done of bullet holes in the costume. And so we did the, the, Aven the Quicksilver Avenger before he was dead and then after. Okay. And then nice. next year, we did a Mystique... Um, mid-transformation so she's changing um and then she did a magneto cosplay now were you more into the rebecca romaine mystique or the jennifer lawrence mystique you know i i've never had a favorite i really i liked because the x-men trilogies are so different from each other um i i never hmm. I did like Days of Future Past in first class, so I, I guess I'll go with Jennifer Lawrence, but I, I like both of them because I think they both bring something different to the table, um, and I've never thought about that before, so it's a good question. 
I personally, I like the Jennifer Lawrence more. The X-Men films and me have a bad history. I love Logan. Logan is my favorite comic book movie more than The Dark Knight. Ooh. Oh, wow. Well, that's okay. just because it's the closest I could get to a Last of Us movie. <laughs> I feel like you... Logan also qualifies as a horror, kind of a horror film, too, in a way, with all the, the blood and gore. So maybe it's uh, getting it was very intense. Too. You guys should read intense. Old Man Logan if you're really into Marvel stuff. That's one of the coolest comics ever. I have read a bit of it. My brother has oh. a comic. Cool. Just a little bit. Not all of it. I know the big kind of parts of it um what are what well i think you guys are kind of on the track with this what genre is your favorite if there is one in film for me i'd probably say action and fantasy okay like when fantasy what type um let's see i'm a big fan of um like supernatural and um, you know, just just like uh, when you mix different universes with um, action and fast-paced movies, that's where I'm I'm engaged the most. Um, you know, I guess Stranger Things. Um, okay. Different different shows like that where you're bringing two elements and kind of mixing them, um, stuff like that. Yeah, Joe? I agree. Kind of like genres that kind of like lead the line between all these different genres and are kind of like fun like fun unique action but kind of like a lot like one of the big things that makes or breaks a movie for me is if it like has heart and if you can like kind of tell that like someone like wanted to tell this story mm -hmm. and like they made it the way they wanted it to be told mm -hmm. and if there's like an emotional core to it that was kind of for me are the movies that stick with me and are kind of like the movies that I love, but awesome movies are really fun cool. to just watch. Cool. cool. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, talk a, a little bit about your, your film experience. Like acting wise. Right. Jared, <laughs> do you want to go first? <laughs> um, so, okay, what I was going to say with the cosplaying is that was kind of a link. So, you know, I'd always been into it, but when that came around, um, it got a lot of attention at Comic-Con, um, San Diego Comic-Con. And that was kind of one of the moments I realized, like, this is what I love to do. These are my people. This is my <laughs> element. Um, and so there, you know, I got to do a lot of, uh, like, live action type um, like some small shoots with videographers and uh, playing the character. Cool. And I did that for two years. So, you know, huh. over those four days, you know, you get a lot of experience in that. And that's where I, I found a love for it. Um, and then from there, I, I was busy with school. And so I didn't fully invest in acting. But um, that was like the, the beginning, I think, in my mind, at least. Um, and then from there, I've just been picking up some things on the side um, and trying to manage that with education. And then, you know, as I'm getting closer to graduating, I've become more fully immersed in it. And now I'm here. So nice. nice. Yeah. Joe. So for me, like, like I said, I've done theater for like pretty much my whole acting career since I was like in fourth grade till now. And the end goal for me was always to in films i never really wanted to like be on broadway like and i would be if i like i could like that'd be fine yeah, with me too yeah. but like i always we had a broadway producer like watching you the whole time and he wanted to put you in um hamilton right. so you know if you want it so you know yeah. um <laughs> it's not that good it, it, it's not that good <laughs> watch out eric he's I... behind you he's gonna choke you <laughs> well um i <laughs> musical talent we'll get to that another time but um yeah but uh, yeah always movies for me was the end goal and then about last last year in about january i started like on backstage and other that stuff and i've been doing and that year is pretty much just a year of doing like extras for like ut films and stuff like that okay 
And then at the start of this year, I got the opportunity to play one of the leads in a short film um, by Anne-Marie, who is how the person that I met that um, introduced me, Juliet. And I got to work on that film. And that was the first time where I was like kind of on a set where I like I was there for more than like two hours and there okay. was like um, and there was just a bunch of people they were like doing all this crazy stuff with sets and these extras and then me shooting scenes talking back and forth with people and kind of intensity and my first time to really act in front of a camera and um, yeah and I just remember coming home at like two in the morning and just this feeling of kind of like I kind of just like I did it mm. like I was on a film set to two in the morning. I'm tired, and it just it felt so surreal and kind of cool. And yeah, this year has just kind of been commercials and ads. Yeah. It's been fun. Like That's local good. TV spots. I just did um, a commercial for the Hush app, which is I mean it's like some Snapchat thing, and then I did like a. Um, kind of like I think something like bartenders like that they need to watch to get a certificate yeah because I played a minor trying to get buy alcohol for fake and then they did like oh, deny me nice. and yeah that kind of stuff you know any kind of camera time we, we were talking to um, Kelsey um, the last show and uh, she plays Allison and we talked a, a, a little bit about being an extra and um, it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing doing doing extra work to watch and and see like what they do on set that's a great thing to do and you know it always it it kind of bugs me but i guess it shouldn't because you know a lot of people are like well yeah i kind of did extra work i'm like okay great yeah because that that's you know that's part of it because if you if you just walk on set and and you're really lucky and you got you know or like you're daniel radcliffe you just kind of <laughs> walk on set you know without being on set ever Who? yeah exactly um <laughs> daniel radcliffe you know the guy from uh, the marvel movies <laughs> no but anyway i mean any kind of like being on stage being an extra doing commercials really good because it helps you learn how to work fast you know, if, if anything, it taught me to loosen up in front of the camera. There you go. There you go. I was like, I wouldn't do anything unless I was specifically told to do it. And yeah, yeah it was scary. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, and Eric and I talk a lot about this because now we're getting into the blocking of the scene and the dance of it all. And especially with a horror it, it it's it's like dancing with the stars because we're like <laughs> because and we're talking a lot too uh, about shooting it like 80s style because there's a, a big difference between now and 80s because at first i was like oh eric man we should do a tracking shot oh, i really along. wanted to get that like the opening scene with you guys no oh, we could still do that i think we should still do that well, there's gonna. We want to try to do a shot where the camera will follow one person, then go to the next person, so you never know who the star of the movie is. Mm -hmm. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's like we see one, the other one, then the camera follows, and it just kind of like snakes around. So, it, with the exception of that, we we've decided it, it's gonna be on sticks, and everybody, you know, there's a, a lot of dancing going on, and and I can tell you that because there is guys, a musical number in it we could talk about that you know yeah yeah. yeah and joe i mean you love theater yeah me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> well no, no bruce it, loves singing so oh, we're yeah, gonna yeah. have him sing. i'm sorry master wayne he's gonna master. listen to this master bruce he's gonna get mad at me <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is is if if you guys like just go along with us and be open like like you were in the audition and you know like yeah i mean it's going to be it's going to be spectacular it's going to be long nights which is going to be killer i get it because it's a uh -huh. horror film <laughs> but um bum but anyway um but yeah i think anything you can do to to get in front of a camera or to get on stage is a good thing don't yeah. ever let anybody 
That's why like in LA, I knew a lot of girls who were like, I want to be an actress. But, you know, the second a camera would get on them, they would do, no, don't put a camera on me. (laughs) No, you need that. Oh, there's a camera. What can I do? How can I act? Yeah. I think it's also like important to realize that, you know, in what other jobs do you just get catapulted into, you know, a lot of responsibility, right? Normally, there's an introduction period, right? Normally there's a training period. Normally there's, you know, and for acting, people think that it's just, you know, you're immediately it, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's the same principle applies. You have to understand what you're doing, the consequences of different actions that you take, the set etiquette, things like that. And, mm. you know, it's, it's like any other job. Yeah, but, yeah. definitely. I'm all, I'm, I like that you guys put it like that because we interviewed someone for a part and she said, well, I got into acting because Corona happened and I had time. Like, why don't I try acting? It's like, now you've got to be, I I do think you have to be called, you know, like into being in the entertainment industry. You don't pick it. You know, yeah, there are people who pick it, but they end up quitting. But it's people like you guys who are like, you feel that urge, that need to do this. Like, you can't breathe if you don't. And you're willing to put the time and money into it by being on these web pages and stuff like that. They get, you know, the the attention that you deserve. Okay, so are you guys horror fans at all? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, what's like your favorite horror movie, Joe? Oh shoot, I had it. Um, well, the movie that got me—I think I told you guys this—the movie that got me into like liking horror movies was um, it, the 2017 one. Okay. Okay. And um, before that, all I really thought horror movies were were kind of just like jump scares and blood, <laughs> and I was just like, which is also like, I love horror movies, but then. They sometimes are just good ones are few and far between because a lot of studios just see them as like a cheap way to make a buck and often they're yeah. not very good. But it was just one that I thought really like had a lot put into it. So and I might I'm I'm kind of unpopular opinion that I like the sec chapter two better than the first one. Ooh. So have yeah. you seen the original from the nineties, the T V miniseries? Yes. What did you think of that? Very different. Um, I'm sure Good maybe I'm sure bad. I'm sure it was scary for the time. Ooh man, this this curse out my childhood, Joe. Um, <laughs> with the original one, this is funny. When I was your guy's age, I related more to the kids' side of the story. But now that I'm a very old man, I relate more to the adult side of the story. Uh, Juliet, same question. Wait. Wait, uh, real quick, Eric, you got to take your pill. Your Actually, water pill. I do. That's no joking around. I got to <laughs> take my seizure pill. <laughs> but Julian, Actually, same question. It really is a, yeah, not a water pill, but a seizure pill. So go ahead. But, um, but yeah, so go ahead, Juliet. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I've never even, like, I feel like there's a difference between, like, you know, I've watched some, but I'm not into that. It's like, I haven't watched any. I don't know that much about it. And I haven't. You watch Supernatural. That is a <laughs> horror TV show. Okay, okay, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> so, okay. Besides Supernatural, uh, I think the closest I've come is probably Sixth Sense or um, oh. maybe, I don't know if you count A Quiet Place, but. Uh, yeah, something that's like that. sci-fi horror. Yeah. So, um. But, you know, as I, I love Supernatural, so I am into that genre, but I haven't even, you know, I need, I'm, I'm about to start dedicating, like, allocations of my time to watching more and more <laughs> horror, just so I'm prepared. Well, um, but We're going to have you guys on the Smells Like Teen Horror podcast, and I'm going to pick a movie for us to watch, then discuss on it, but... Within, you know, guidelines, like I'm not going to throw you into the deep end and make you watch like a ridiculous horror movie. Midsommar, that really messed me up. No, 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 that is fake fake horror. It's not real. It's lazy. Ari Aster needs to grow up. Ooh. (laughs) 
Okay. I'm, uh, I'm on a whole thing against A24 and particularly boring really? Ari Aster. Well, let me ask you guys this. And is, in your opinion, is horror fun? And I, I guess, yeah, is horror fun these days? Or could it be funner? I think... No, not that. Not as often as they used to be. Okay. For okay. sure. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, a lot of them are just kind of cheap nowadays, unfortunately. Yes, they are. And when Eric Kaslov gets back, so we could see him, I'm gonna ha- have him talk about what we're planning to do with this film. And actually, you guys are gonna be a part of this thing, because oh, here he comes. Because yeah. you know what we're gonna do, Eric and I. Along with you guys, we... We're going to make horror fun again. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. Yes. So yes. Yes, we is, are. How do you guys feel? I think I know the answer because of the stuff you said you like. What do you think about 80s culture in general? Juliet first. Um, ooh, that's, a, that's a big question. I am a fan. I, I really, um, I really enjoy it. Um, I have older parents and so they, you know, they were alive during this time and they, uh, have done their part introducing me to the culture. And so I feel like I'm kind of, I have to be into it. Um, but not in a pressure way, just because it's just like, you know, that's what I grew up, um, around, but, um, I really enjoy it. I love the music. Um, I love a lot of the old movies. Um, so I'm a fan, but favorite eighties movie. Oh shoot! Oh, that's, 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 um, man, you know I really, really enjoyed Top Gun. Oh, okay, that's a good one. I feel the need for the speed. Need for sp- a lot of guys ended up joining the Air Force after seeing that <laughs> movie, but then realized, oh, he was in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, it, it piqued my interest in the military. I looked into it. Um, really? Not necessarily because of that, but just that was a, another factor. Like, oh, you know, that's something you can do. Um, but. Well, I'm going to let you in. A lot of times um, movie studios do work with like the military to make like movies to make people want to join the the armed services, which is awesome. Anyone who does that, you know, they're more of a man or woman than I am. I love our armed serve our armed forces, but a lot of times that that does happen. Joe, same Cruise. question. Um, yeah, that's if I was asked like what a favorite time period would be, that's probably mine because I love the music, I love the clothes, I love the movies, and I love kind of just the vi- environment and kind of vibe that time gave off. A uh, favorite '80s movie. Ferris Bueller Days Off. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I love that movie so, so much. John what about Hughes? music? Favorite, like, song? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Um, I, I don't know if I could choose. I just love, just kind of like that unique style it had. I don't know if I could pick. I remember, Julia, when you were on me and Larry's IG live, you were saying a Jukebox Hero and Don't Stop Believing are some of your favorite 80s songs. I have the tire, Carry On My Wayward Sons, yeah. You can't choose. That's like, that's, that's cool. You can't do that. I can give a hint about her character. I'm going along picking, the. I'm making these guys playlists and like, their character's theme song and yours is a uh, Tom Petty free falling. Cause like, yeah, this describes Melissa and I think Juliet probably in a lot of ways. <laughs> That's so funny that you said that. Oh my gosh. So I, when I was um, a lot younger, I have two older brothers and my brother would play the ukulele and that was our song. We, we, oh. and we would sing it together and like hang out and just, you know, 
have fun and sing that song. Like that is my theme song, one of them. So that's crazy that you said that. Uh, you, you've seen the music video countless times, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Because the mall in that video was one of my hangout spots when I was a teenager living in L.A. Really? Is that the Galleria? Yeah. Sermo? No, that's not the Galleria. That's right by where church used to be. That's the West Side um, Pavilion. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. Okay. Really? Yeah, that was like my spot. Like, remember after church, we would go there for yeah. lunch. And when yeah. I was like 15 or 16, just moved to LA, fresh off the bus, I'm walk walking around that mall and like, this looks really familiar. <laughs> then I'm going down the escalator. Oh, it's the Tom Petty video. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, actually, what about your characters that do you think like are you like your character? Oh, wait, wait. Um Joe's theme song. Originally I put you as a preppy, but now I'm thinking, no, he's a blue collar guy, and his theme song is um John Cougar Mellencamp, um born in a small town. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Food for thought. What were you saying, Larry? Oh, about your characters. Are you guys are you guys similar to your characters or are you different than your characters? Mm. I'd say Dylan's a little cooler than me, but <laughs> uh I'd say yes, a little yes. Okay. okay. I yeah. think so. I see that. <laughs> um Personally, I, yeah, I see elements of Melissa that, that I understand um, and that I, I relate to her with. Um, there's some decisions um, that she makes that I'm probably wouldn't be me, but um, a lot of her character is, is it's similar. There's a lot of yeah. ability there. I would, I would say a lot of decisions Dylan makes, I'd like, I like <laughs> to think I'd make. And um, yeah, I'd. Some of them, yeah, he, he, I think he's a little cooler than me, but I'd say, yeah. <laughs> um, funny story about your character, Juliet. Um, your character is obviously named Melissa, but she's more like the character Allison. I knew a girl named Melissa, and there's, for some reason, always someone named after her in one of my scripts. Maybe I'll talk about that why one day. But she was more, Allison is more Melissa than she is Allison. That's trippy. Hold on. Allison yeah. is more like. The character yeah, Allison, Allison should be named Melissa because the girl Melissa was more like her. Oh, and I've never okay. known anyone named Allison. I just really like the Elvis Costello song. <laughs> Maybe I should go to her for inspiration. <laughs> No, no, stay away. <laughs> I mean, I only like refresh her Facebook page, you know, once in a while. It just gets sad. But hey, next story. Um, <laughs> that'll be a set story, I promise. Copy that, copy that. If you could live in the 80s for like a week, would you want to? Yes. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like you get to go into the DeLorean and go back to the eighties without even thinking about it, you're down. I just realized Back to the Future was an eighties movie. If I could get back, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd ride DeLorean, even though people say it was a loser's car. I'd I'd drive it. More I wanted DeLorean in the worst way. <laughs> I can't even drive and I want one. <laughs> What is it about the script? Are you excited to to see or be a part of any anything in particular? Oh man, I guess that's kind of hard to answer because you have to answer in a way where it has to be like this obscure answer. Oh, it's an esoteric answer. Oh, the well, thing the where the thing happens with the characters. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, know. you guys ask this question on your podcasts, and you always, you're yeah. setting yourself up. 
Golly, geez, <laughs> never mind. What uh, about the non-kills? I mean, whatever. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how we're going to film those parts. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I'm also interested to see exactly how we're going to film it and create the settings of an 80s time period. I'm interested to see how that comes to life. Me too. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, just, well, first, for, like, the first dance on set. Just, like, it's all coming together. You know, like, this is the beginning of the craziest couple weeks um, of the year. But I, I'm also excited to see, like, the bonding between everyone on set. Because they always say, you know, like, a cast is like a family. And... <laughs> I think especially with ours and the chemistry that we already have, we haven't even met each other and the table reads and all that. It's just, it's, there's so much energy and that's what I'm personally really excited about because I've always wanted that. I've always mm -hmm. thought it sounds really fun and um, exciting. So that's, that's something I'm looking forward to. And what that, you know, when we do our next table reads and hangouts, I'm going to try to have like bonding moments, like we'll do an eighties trivia or something oh. like that. And to get back to the table read, this has been like a really, well, it's been a tough year for everyone, but because of things in my family, it was a hard year for me. But, oh, I didn't talk about this yet, Larry. Um, Josh had his last chemo treatment, and now we just have to wait and see if he might need radiation, but he beat cancer. So nice. I'm very happy whoop, whoop. about my nephew. Nice. But that table read was not just the best moment of the year, but as film, as an entertainer, I don't call, think of myself as an artist anymore, as a filmmaker. I think I'm more an enter entertainer. It was the best moment of my entire film doing anything. Even, you know, going to a festivals for her name was Samantha. That table read, because it was... Things that I wrote in my room over two years ago coming to life. And it changed so much of the movie, like dialogue things that I'm adding for you guys because you all hit it off so great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And did you get to see the after credit scene? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. 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 Yes, I did. That's going to be, be fun. It's going to be good. It's gonna Watch be good. out for that. Yeah, it was, it was a smart ad. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny. Before we, we move on, if we're going to move on from the table read, um, and I, I said this with everybody, and um, one of the, well, one of the main reasons you guys were cast, because you took redirection well. And you came in, you did it, you took the redirection, and you did it even better, which is superb. And then we get to the table read, and obviously being on Skype or Zoom, it's, you know, like it's really hard for an actor to make any kind of a connection to anybody. But everybody did a really great, excellent job on the table read. And, and that just, that just kind of tells me and Eric, and I think you guys too, that you guys are just like really good at rolling with it and going with the flow and really good actors. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah. more than that, to me, it's just you're all such good, great people. It's like overwhelming for me, the talent and just genuine good people-ness, if that's even a word. <laughs> Yeah, of is. all of you but it, it is now all words are made up yes 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 Very true. never lose that we when you go on to pursue acting and really pursue it like you really got to just do it but don't lose don't lose your niceness always always strive and be and want more for yourself but be a giving actor too don't be one of those actors where you just you say your line and then you just wait for the airline and you're like, oh, but anyway. And you See, just that's wait. something I wanted to add, too. A big thing for me was how you guys reacted 
during the auditions. Again, I've been saying this. Most people in an audition, when they're having the lines read to them, they get in that, you know, still state of animation. Like, you know, when you watch cartoons, there's the background people that don't move. You guys were still acting while Larry was reading, you know, your the other lines. So that was like, well, they take redirection. They do that. They look like the people I thought of while writing the part. In fact, man, you guys, the cast has gotten so in my head. I'm reading this book that's like a slasher novel. And it's teenagers, and you guys are the people that are popping up <laughs> in my head while I read it. Like, I can't, I keep seeing Joe, Juliet, Bruce, um, Alan, and the other Eric, and all those guys. I think um, Larry, Larry wasn't there for one of the auditions for, I think it was Andrew, right? It was me and you, yeah. So you asked if I could come in and help read lines with him. And beforehand, we were talking, it was like, if there's, because I kind of had my own idea of what his character would look like in my head, because he's one of my, um, Dylan's one of his good friends. Yeah. And um, so I kind of had my idea of what he looked like, and you showed me photos of him, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, that's who I thought. And then he started reading, and kind of how you said his ability to react and all that stuff, and beforehand, you're like, if you think it's him, tap your nose a few times. <laughs> And then, so, he's reading his lines, and I'm reading back to him, and I'm just like... No, you also yeah, texted yeah. me, tapping nose. Yeah, I didn't know if you saw it or not, so I was like, tapping nose, tapping nose, tapping nose. That's awesome. I'm sure he was like, what is he doing? He's like, he's like yeah. yeah. Thankfully, we, cl we clarified to him what that was all about. Yeah, but. yeah. What was amazing to me is we can say, you know, we, we put in the thing something, something about the jocks and usually jocks aren't the, that's like a derogatory term for a, an athlete, but they're like the cool, they're so cool and nice and not their characters at all. Yeah. And it's, it, it, and that, that will translate well, like with gelling of the cast, which will translate well on camera so yeah. it's just gonna be it's all i mean it's like i keep telling eric i talk to him every day now and i'm like eric well we've we've talked every day no matter what i know, I, know. Hey, I gotta now, tell but, this you get conversations with your wife confused with I, conversations with me oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know i got he goes well you remember that guy from california i talked with about the job and i went we never had that conversation. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, it was me and Mitzi. Dude, I'm like, oh, my God. But, yeah, it's like <laughs> I am so ready just to do this, you know? I am waiting very yeah. patiently till March. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm I can't it's wait. Like, I can't wait. One for this year to be over. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, yep. I'm just ready for the heat to be done. It's kind of it's getting a little chilly down here. Oh, I know. Yes. Yes. Well, what's chilly for you guys in Texas? Well, I'm from Wisconsin, so. Oh, okay. So me and you know what cold yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These guys don't know, all right? It's they getting, don't know below zero. It's getting windy down here, I'll say. <laughs> Wait, yeah. that's why you're a Packers fan. I noticed on your Instagram. That makes sense. Yep. Yep, yep. Okay, okay. Yep. Packers. Oh, yeah. Number one. <laughs> oh, we'll see. They're 3-0 and at white, what? They are? Yeah, after last okay. night. I'll get into why I'm not watching sports after the podcast. <laughs> Copy that. Um, so we didn't do this with the others, but I'm going to pitch them the TV show that could never be made. And see if they get the joke before we end the show. Okay. Okay. So now you guys are going to play the studio executives of this huge multi-billion dollar company. You called me in because you liked Hillsborough Road. And you want me to change a property of yours. I'm not going to tell you which one till we get to the moment. Okay, so it starts off, it's like a dark night, and there's a construction company, and there's like construction going on. 
But as we look down, there's like, you know, one of those doors on the ground that lead to an underground bunker. So the camera's following along. It goes through that little hatch, that hatch, down a stairway, down another stairway. And we see the back of a man and two girls. There's this door in front of them, very high tech with handprints on it. They each put their hands on, the door opens, and they walk through. We still don't see their faces, but on the left and right of them, you know when you go to the mall and they have like the puppies in those things? (laughs) Those are there, but it's not puppies, guys. It's monsters. Like small little monsters. Then the deeper they go, there's these containment units with like, you know, the circles, like glass mirror doors. And in there, there's bigger monsters. So they get to the thing and the guy says, how long will the containment unit hold? This, we still don't see them. The smart girl says, I'm trying to do. Yeah, like a scientist type of one says, I'm going to do my best to keep it holding them, but I'm not sure. Can your family keep supporting this going? The other girl says, yeah, they can, but can, yeah, we have the money to do it, but would they be willing to? I don't know. Then we cut and we see like an animal POV, drinking water from a dog bowl. Next day, we see the construction company. This guy comes in holding donuts. Everybody's nice to him, but he's kind of, he doesn't fit in with construction. He works payroll. We see him throughout his day. After the shift, some of the people invite him to go out to eat. They go to like this taco place, but he orders the weird tacos. They're like, dude, why are you eating that? Well, I grew up in a lot of foster homes. So I learned to eat what I learned to eat stuff most people don't so I can get, you know, a good meal. So they're done, and they say to him, hey, you want to ride home? No, man, I got my van. He gets into his van, drives away from everybody, but then stops, parks the van. He lives in his van because he's homeless. But you can see in his eyes there's something more to him. He knows there's more to life that he's waiting for. Now that animal POV, it's digging around its cage, and it gets out. And we see its POV as it runs. It gets out of the underground bunker and it sees our guy. It runs up to him. Our guy starts playing with the... It's, we see now that it's a dog's POV. He's playing... Well, I think Joe's got it, but wait, Joe, don't say anything. He's playing with it. He feeds it a little bit. The dog leaves. We still don't see the other people's faces, but they're going, has that thing attached to any one of us yet? No. Why not? Well, one of them says, I'm allergic. The other, I'm a cat person. They all have these different reasons. So we see our guy's day again. Very long, boring day. The underground people, something's wrong with this containment unit. That night, the dog doesn't come. Our guy's really bummed out about that. Next, I think Joe got it, but don't say anything. Next day, the guy's walking around and he notices that hatch is open. It's like, what's going on here? He opens the hatch, goes down the things and sees that door. He hears the dog bark and he thinks, oh my God, the dog's got in there and he's hurt. Somehow he opens the little door. He does wires and everything. It opens. He's an idiot savant. He can do, he can take apart anything and put it back together. He starts walking through the thing and he's noticing all the monsters and he's freaking out. An alarm goes off. Our three people hear it. The dog hears it too. The dog goes running. He gets to the guy. As the guy's getting the dog, he's like, come on, buddy, we got to go. He gets shot in the neck with a dart, falls down. He wakes up. He has a bag over his head. One light shining down on him. The three people are there. We still don't see them. We see the guy's hand put a gun to his head. And he says, 
Who are you and who do you work for? I'm nobody. I work in the construction company. Please just let me go. I just wanted to make sure the dog was okay. Guns pulled away. What do you mean that dog? What do you mean? It's been coming to me at night. I've been playing with it. He storms out with the other two people. We hear them mumbling. They come back in. Okay, listen. I think you're too stupid to be lying to me about not working for anybody. <laughs> How did you open that door? I'm, I'm good with stuff like that. I can, op I, I can take anything apart, put it back together. If it's got wheels, I could drive it. He goes, okay, listen. All that stuff you saw up there, those monsters, they're real. God is real. The devil is real. And his demons walk the earth. Me and my two friends, we're part of a long line of people who have been sent to protect the Earth. NASA, former NASA scientists built that, that, that door you opened, and you opened it like it was nothing. And that thing, that dog you call it, that's one of the most genetically engineered species to ever live. It, would, it had to attach to one of us. But nothing happened. For some reason, it attached to you. So we're going to make a deal with you. We're going to let you join us on a trial basis. You do good, you stay. Things go wrong, well, you don't want to know what happens. There's just one question we have for you. They pull the sack off the guy's head. What is your name? And he says, Norval. Norval Rogers. But my friends call me Shaggy. <laughs> and the camera turns. We see Daphne, Thelma, and Fred. And then we see the dog. It's Scooby. Comes, licks his face. Yep. The smart and girl. And then yep. we get a dark, gritty version of Scooby-Doo. Awesome. I'd, I'd watch it. I'm sold. I love it. I love it. If James Gunn got his own movie. <laughs> well, James Gunn did write yeah. the Scooby-Doo yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be like Riverdale, <laughs> yep. but Scooby-Doo. In fact, I... one of the things that inspired it was um, Scooby Natural. The crossover with Supernatural yes. was one of the inspirations. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah it and it's maybe their best episode, I think. If you pitch that to CW, I bet. <laughs> I, I can almost guarantee they could have. So the end, the, that, that, then at the end of the first episode, you know, they're cool. Well, Fred goes, all right, Shaggy, welcome aboard. Delma, welcome aboard, Shaggy. Daphne, all right, Norville, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so as they leave, Thelma types in something into the computer for the containment unit. They go upstairs. There's like a festival going on. They go to have fun with their new friend. The Hex Girls are the band playing at the fair. If you know the show, they become a big part of it. But then the containment unit explodes. And those monsters... You see one of them getting up. It goes to a museum, finds a suit of armor, goes inside the suit of armor. <laughs> nice. One of them goes to an abandoned theme park, gets into the ground. All the lights in the theme park go on. And we get, a, do you remember the opening of the show? We get a slow that, but a slow, slow, scary version of that with Billie Eilish singing the Scooby-Doo <laughs> theme. Okay, so, honestly, you got, yeah. You just set so up a whole season yes. right there. Yeah. Yeah, Juliet, is it a yes or no? Heck yes. Absolutely. Larry? Oh, wait. Oh, you were talking, I wasn't, uh, let me take out my headphones. What? <laughs> yes, heck yeah, it was great. It would, it was I great. would never get to make that though. They would throw me out of Warner Brothers. I, no, they probably there would. Was a lot of crazy stuff that's coming out, like different adaptions of things. I could totally see that going. Yeah, I think we, they'd be crazy enough to do it. That was yeah. a good comparison to Riverdale because I mean, 
Those two things are very different. Because the thing is, it would explain why Shaggy is so afraid. <laughs> and why the others are gung-ho. I don't know if Scooby should talk. I was Ooh. thinking one thing would be Shaggy at the end of the episode would have Scooby in his room and go, I wonder what that whole attachment thing meant. And then they would have like a mind connection and Sco Scooby would go, oh, it means this. <laughs> of the episode. I think you have something. Honestly. When, you were, when you were telling it, my mind was like... What I did thought, you think it was first, Joe? So for when I first had a big revelation, I thought it was like underdog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then my next one was like, is this Men in Black? Because I couldn't remember how it started. But then I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Juliet, what did you think I was pitching you? Oh, I, I had no idea. It, it was giving me uh, Stranger Things vibes. Okay. But, I, yep. I, but besides that, I had nothing. All right. Well, guys, this was an absolute blast having you on. Um, we're going to pick out a movie to get you on for Smells Like Teen Horror. You'll be hearing about that soon. And I really like our new way to close the show, Larry. <laughs> Remember, everybody, real G's are silent like lasagna. <laughs>